You're listening to the Up The Flats podcast, live from the Liberties in Dublin, Ireland, with your host, Andrew O'Connell. How's it going? Welcome to the Up The Flats podcast. I'm Andrew O'Connell, and uh, this is one of the first in a number of interviews we're doing with local people from the Liberties in relation to local issues, local stories, local lawyers, and what's going on generally in the flats and the houses and around the Liberties. Today I have uh, Tasha O'Keefe uh, from Oliver Bond House. How are you, Tasha? How are you? Welcome to the podcast. My first victim. We mightn't even get out with the tracks today. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I put the feelers out around the area and I wanted to talk to people specifically about um, life in the flats and more, more closely life on regeneration committees and residence committees in the flats because it's something that's close to my heart because I've been involved in the community and deliveries for so many years on different committees but passionately more so about uh, regeneration boards and residence committees involved in regeneration boards and the work that they're doing and the expectations that they have about these boards and what they thought they were signing up to as to actually what's going on at the moment and also you know what their own personal feelings is as volunteers who aren't being paid to take part in these boards and processes that are have been set up by Dublin City Council so no better woman um, than Tasha to talk because Tasha has been involved for a number of years in the residence committee in Alderbond. So Tasha, would you give us how did you get involved in the, the residence committee in the first place, and and uh, when did you first become aware of the possibility of a regeneration in Alderbond House? Well, it would have been around five to six years ago. Like we would have been um, going to local people and asking them to come on, come on board to get some sort of a committee run up because there was stuff happening in the flats and we weren't getting anywhere with Dublin City Council in and around our own flats like with stuff that's going on inside our homes so we needed something to do something and they wouldn't deal with individual people they wanted to deal with a committee more so than the individual person Yeah. so we had sent out flyers and we done uh, door to door with them and asked them would they be, involved, would they be interested in in joining the committees and at the start of it there was 16 people there was nearly one out of every block but that kind of faded away when people came to the meetings and found out what they were about yeah yeah because sometimes it's i suppose mm. the expectations of people is all it's all going to happen instantly yeah. and there'll be a magic wand and everything will be made better but that obviously is not the case no. in most communities when you're dealing with the council so it came to like 16 down to probably six people being on the committee with everyone leaving thinking that they were going to be getting their, their flats done and they have their ways with parking and um, gates on the, on, the, on, the, on the flats and stuff like that. And that wasn't happening quick enough for them. So basically it was left down to six people, um, which was, there was only four people allowed to go on the forum. Then we had a forum. We had to set up a forum because there was talk about the regeneration. Um, and that that forum, where did that come from, or whose idea was that? The forum came from the it came from the from a, a, a residence committee where we got in talk we got in talks with um, Dublin City Council, and they wouldn't have they needed the forum set up because there was, there was talk about regeneration, so that's when we set up the the forum. So there's only four people out of every. Oh, the whole complex allowed to on the forum. Yeah, yeah, because there's not room if you put it loads on it. Yeah. Nothing will ever get t- done. We wanted more. 
because we wanted to have le- le- like representation from different parts of the flats because like there's there's three people in one block. Yeah. That's actually on the residence committee. Right. Okay. But they weren't having it. So we, we said that we would do a rotate. Now, when you say they weren't having it, Dublin City Council were almost dictating to say, no, this is not going to happen. You're not getting to put extra Yeah, well, on we it. had to do up with terms of reference and uh, okay. all that kind of stuff. To yeah. Te- who was going to be on the board and, and how it operates. How it operates. Yeah. So we've done it and it, we've done all that sessions with CAM. Okay. And when was that? That would have been three to f- Three years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. And the, in those sessions, because again, it's just uh, for people that don't know what it's like to sit on a committee, because it's only a certain sort of person that ends up on committees who, you know, really want to see change and, and stuff happen in the flats. Like, what was, what did those training sessions uh, give you as okay, a group? It a lot of insight to what was going on and how to, how to approach things and how to get things done. Um, as a as a forum rep- representative, like, yeah. they told us how we would form the the, the board and um and you'd have to be an election have to be picked to pick out the coordinator, the secretary, the admin, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so it was very good the the can sessions. We had a couple of them, and then we with that then we 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 formed the re- the regeneration votes. Right, and what what process did that follow? In turn, coming from your CAN sessions into the, the regeneration board of Oliver Bond being formed. Yeah, well, it made us feel comfortable. Right. Not just walking in with your eyes shut and yeah. how to actual, actually speak to them on the board. Now, we're not having round the table meetings, it's all still Zoom meetings, which is absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help function it, properly. No. And it kind of doesn't give you the real, the real sense of what you want to say. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who who moved on to doing Zoom things over the COVID period, um, especially like the similar pro, similar thing happened in Treasers with the committee up there on the Regen Board of the residents, everything moving to Zoom. And, and feedback from the residents directly was that, you know, they'd be sitting there, they, they were kind of left to the end of, of the Zoom meetings and they'd be putting their hands up on the on the video screen and, Whereas when you when you've been used to having meetings in front of people, people whoever's chairing whatever meeting can see you're looking to speak, and it's more it flows more evenly uh, rather than a Zoom, you know, a Zoom yeah, with a lot of other people. I found that to happen myself, and I found like that with the the local say the local authorities and the 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 local councillors and stuff like that they would always have like their say for us and it was like as if they knew what was going on before we actually knew what was going on yeah and do you see and that it as makes it it's frustrating yeah like, I, I get very aggressive yeah. not even aggressive I just get very angry annoyed, annoyed. things yeah. and then I end up nearly jumping through the screen if I could get through the screen <laughs> I'd get through the screen and there's more times I'd have to be told to calm down yeah. just be nice about it yeah. but I find that like there's a lot of stuff that you want to say, and they don't listen to you. Or you're not, or you don't get or to say not. it. Yeah. Yeah, because of the Zoom process. Yeah, and you're only yeah. on an hour meeting, so yeah. it's like it's very hard. Yeah, it's. Uh, and do you, or has any of the residents raised this as an issue and said, "Listen, this is not conducive to us actually getting across our points of view or getting action on the points that we want to raise." 
Yeah, well, like we have, we've have, we've 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 raised that that concern, and we've had meetings with Dublin City Council separately to the forum meetings. Okay. Um, which was actually we only had two, which was really good, and we've had like face to face meetings with them, yeah. which was good, and on concerns of what's what's happening in the flats because there was an issue on around the playground. Yeah. At the playground, even the, the football pitch, pitch yeah. where they never consulted with us, and they just went ahead and done the pitch where yeah. we had great expectations for that football pitch to be extended, even in the width, uh, and even in the length, because the community hall there was was knocked down and yeah. there's nothing irreplaceable of it. Yeah. Um, other than washing lines, where they could have re- extended the football pitch to where the community hall was, and then put the washing lines where the greenery was, but yeah. that didn't happen. They just went ahead and done it. So we told them we weren't in agreeable with it. We went back and forward with them in two weeks. Like, we had four emergency meetings. Yeah. And is this with the local area officers or the estate manager on site estate here? estate manager. Right. Okay. So he's uh, obviously... And, and local authorities, like the... Higher up. Higher up, yeah. 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 So From it's not just being fed to the local fellow on the ground and he's oh, having no, to pass no, it back. No. That the, the higher managers in oh, the, yeah, are, are hearing your, yeah. your grievances. We had, and, the, and the local, the councillors as well was on it, and we, we weren't in agreeable with it, but they were saying that the funding was going to go back because it was ring fenced for last year, so that had to be spent, and they were in a time, and they were getting panicky about the money. So we um, we said, well, we we go ahead with them and let it go, go ahead with, because no matter what we said, it wasn't going to happen. What we said wasn't going to happen. Right. He said that when the regeneration is happening, then the there'll be a bigger, a bigger pitch and stuff like that will come down to the end part of it rather than where it is now and it could be 10 years before the regeneration yeah. so the kids have nothing to absolutely play with yeah. there's nothing for kids to do yeah. so we told them under no circumstances were they to go and have make a make a bigger pitch no to no. make uh, what would you call that they went and they made Made our mind up without consulting us. Okay. So we weren't happy about that. So we said that we needed to be consulted in everything that they were doing. Yeah. Or we wouldn't cooperate with them whatsoever. And that's that is the way you have to deal your deck of cards at some stages dealing with the city council because even though their people on the ground may think they're operate with the best of intentions and the best of the the residents' intentions. Really, that's a failure in their the process straight away. That they're not consulting with decision making that affects you, your family, the kids, the the majority of the people in the bond. Well, we have to live in a we we stay at the small times with them. We yeah. are the people who actually live in this complex. They don't. They live in their fancy house, God knows where. And good luck to them. Like I, I want to live here. I actually was three weeks old when I was brought here and I wouldn't move anywhere else because I loved the community. Um, but I just wanted a better community and I wanted better living standards for yeah. everybody in these flats. I'm not out there fighting for myself because yeah. I'm in, I'm, I walk, I'm able to do up my own place and stuff like that. But there's people who live here who don't have that, that to do, like they wouldn't have, they're probably only on social welfare payments and yeah. obviously to pay their rent, to pay their light, their gas. They, feed they don't have much left. They don't have anything left to, yeah. uh, to do up the, the homes. We're Dublin City Council. We're paying them the rent. So they're responsible to keep 
the upkeep of these flats, like with the likes of mould and dampness and new windows. Like we have single glazed windows. Yeah. We don't have double glazed windows. These windows were put in 20 years ago. Yeah. They were a standard 40 years ago. These flats are 87 years old or 86 or 87 years old, where there was only ever one regeneration done in in the whole of that time, which is absolutely appalling. So we're out there fighting for better homes for people and a better, a better, a better standard of living for like, for safety concerns for people as well. And just to be comfortable in where they live. Yeah. In terms of the, the regeneration board as it stands over the last, how long is it now? About six to eight months, a year going? It's, it's. If even. It's over that. It's like, um, it's a good, it's a good 12 months. Right. Maybe. And, and how, between yourself and the other residents who are, are on that board, how have you actually found Apart, separate to the, having to use the Zoom, how have you found the experience of being on a, this structure in terms of, do you see it getting better? Do you, do you see it getting worse? Um, what's your, what's your thoughts telling you about where it's going in terms of the way the council are operating at the moment? Well, I think, but sitting on it, it's actually good because we get to, to know stuff firsthand from 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 the region because the, obviously there's, there's 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 bigger people there than the estate managers and stuff like that, and you get to see them and you get to raise your concerns with him there. Yeah. So he knows exactly like what's architects going or on. engineers and yeah, stuff. They yeah. actually know what's going on on the ground. Yeah. But I'd like to see more of say. More of an input with architects and stuff yeah, like that. Brilliant. And on how these facts are going to be regenerated. Yeah. Obviously, the money is in for phase one of the regen. Yeah. yeah. And which is the high blocks. The high blocks, the LM yeah. and M. Yeah. And I'd like to, we'd like to see the plans of that yeah. M blocks and how are they going to facilitate the people that are living in them. The upheaval. The, the upheaval. Yeah. 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 Um and. The, the time structure on them, how yeah. long is it going to take? Because yeah. we are in a housing crisis at the moment. And I'd like to see, and like to know where we stand. Yeah. Because those people obviously have to be housed if the houses, if the flats are going, them flat blocks are going to be regenerated. Good. Yeah. And it could take, it could to five years to get them out. Yeah. Even longer. Yeah. The process of moving people yeah. out of their homes into a Possibly Bonham Street or one of the other blocks of apartments that are coming online that yeah. the council are building in the area. Yeah. Well, we asked them to stop the canton, to stop giving yeah. out flats to people, and the, within those blocks specifically. Within those blocks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it just delays the process. It delays the process. We asked them whatever flats was coming available, would they leave them free for people coming out of those blocks to live in them to yeah. have new places done up? Yeah. And they haven't done that. Yeah. They gave out flats last week. Yeah. And there's people living in these blocks, like in R, S, and T, and A, and B, that's like looking for new windows in their places. And they're told, no, you're not getting new windows. And yet, the flats that are being regenerated have been given new windows, and people are getting moved into those blocks. So, what's the logic? It doesn't seem to make any sense or logic. That makes you frustrated saying, why the hell are you giving people flats in in them blocks when? Them blocks are supposed to be emptied. Yeah. And another thing that was that, that was happening was like 
like obviously residents that's here say 70 years there is people that live in here 70 years there's people here living here 50 years there's people living here 40 years would like the they would like the the offer of a of a of a, of a place a home though. a house with a garden and stuff like that yeah and they said no It'll be the person, the people who's living in the L, M, and M blocks will be given first preference. Yeah. So if someone moves in, say last year, they automatically are given preference over oh, what, someone that's yeah, living here and, years. Yeah. So and that's not yeah. Fair. And it doesn't sound fair that's to not me. Fair. It doesn't sound fair. But the pro, like looking at trying to look on both sides, the city council have decided. Okay, we're picking this block, this block, and this block, and these are the blocks we're going to do first. And what, what I mean by doing for us, they're going to completely move people out, gut them, bring them up to the 2022, 2025 standards, whenever they're finished. They'll be of the highest quality stuff going into them. But as you're saying, if someone who lived in that block or one of those three blocks had been there for 40 years and they were offered a house somewhere else and they took it and somebody new moved in, I think the process might be fairer if the... the possibility of offering that flat to somebody else in the complex who might want to transfer obviously they'd have to have the correct points and meet the criteria for the transfer they don't get just handpicked you know out of a paper bag no. but that the community within the in the flats stays within the community that it's not allocated to an outsider moving in i get this, i get what you're saying there that maybe somebody else in the community might want to transfer it up there that's been here a long time obviously that's yeah, some like special a family, criteria. Like four children and two bedroom yeah. flats that would like, say, to get a house up in Crumbling. Yeah. But those people that's living in L, M and N, yeah. they only get a flat, say, today. And if that regeneration starts next week, they'll yeah. get the preference of a house. Over oh, somebody else living in one of the other blocks. Yeah. And that can be very... And so that's make people angry. Yeah. You know? And again, like, it, it puts you in a position then within the community because you're a representative of the people in the flats. And they're saying to you then, well, Tasha, why the fuck are you not speaking up for us? And why is why are we not getting our say? And why is the corporation getting away with doing this? You know, it puts the, the residents on the board under pressure. Mm. Have you found that? Like, have you found that, you know, other residents in the complex are a bit pissed off with the possibility that you're not doing enough for you, or you should be doing this, or you, you should be doing enough, that? Should, yeah. You'll never do enough anyway, because um, people don't understand the way it works, and possibly even me being sitting on the board gets frustrated away the way things happen. Like, it's all Dublin City Council, they're actually telling you that it's their property, and we're only, like, the tenants, so they will do is possibly what they, basically, what they want. Yeah, but that, that, only, that only goes so far. And you know that, and I know oh, yeah, that, because no, only go so residents won't, you know, in all the years of being involved in committees, you get nothing, or you get nowhere fast by dictating to people, no. or looking down and telling people, this is what we're doing. And I suppose that's where, that's the biggest kind of hump I have personally with Dublin City Council, having been involved in committees and, and regenerations and, and supported other community groups over the years that, you do what you're told or else lump it and like it. And, you know, that that gets you nowhere. You know, you either want to, you want this process to work. I'll give you an example. Like the trees is gardens, 54 houses. They spent 30 million on building 54 houses for the people of the last two blocks that are still standing that haven't been demolished. And they opened them 12 months ago. 
and there's been no real support for the residents who've moved from the community to these houses since then. There's been nothing but trouble with antisocial behaviour. There's been no backup with supporting the community transition from the flats. Because people have lived all their lives in the flats and then moved to a house. It's a different different kettle of fish altogether. You, you know, you've upstairs, you've, you've back gardens, you've bins to look after and all that sort of stuff. So it annoys me when the council don't actually continue to support the residents, even after they've regenerated the flats or built them new houses that you know spend 30 million doing it up and within 12 months it's fucking wrecked and destroyed with anti-social behaviour because the bad decisions were made in allocations of people who got in there or the kids of the family members are in there no nothing any better by pulling the bark off trees and pulling trees down and, and damaging brand new stuff that's been provided for them you know yeah. so like do, do you see has the committee talked about that far ahead but like when it blocks L&M and the other block is is finally finished. How the council is going to manage them because they're going to spend millions doing it. And, you know, is it going to be another bleeding housing failure uh, when it's finished because they didn't put the structures and support in to support the local community? Yeah, well, we haven't spoke about that yet, Andrew, but which we will do. Um, and that is it's a very good uh, thing to raise with them. There's an awful lot of antisocial around in around those and that 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 exact yeah. area. There's yeah. a lot of it, um, and mainly because I think there's too many exits for them to escape. Yeah, or to walk in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that that it's the region is going to get rid of antisocial because antisocial is is there since the very start of time, but it will stop. Um, you can build in measures to reduce it. Yeah. And like yous have thrown the, the point up, put some gates up. Right. Again, the council come back at you and say it's a health and safety issue, it's a fire brigade issue or blah blah blah. But we've they have said that uh, we've been fighting for gates because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff getting robbed on people, bikes and clothes outside of houses and on the stupid balconies. stuff just people yeah. on the stairs injecting into themselves and Yeah. There's loads of stuff happening in it that people don't see because it's in the middle of the night. But in the middle of the night, it's actually like the daytime because... It's busy. It's busy. Yeah. The night owls are out all over the place. Yeah. yeah. They're going to get that stuff. And it's a 24-hour yeah. shop around there, you know. Um, and we've, we've, we've raised the concerns with the, with the guard. The guard sits on the forum as well. So yeah. they know what's going on. And it's like as if they tell you that they, they go, they arrest them. They bring them down to the station, they charge them, and then they let go. Yeah. So their court case it's is It's a up. circle, yeah. So there's no actually, it's the system, the whole system is there. That's the I think. And especially with the guards as well, with the antisocial. Because they're getting caught and they're out five minutes later. Um, back to doing what the rest of the Yeah. What, uh, being in the position that you're in, what's this, what sense do you get from the young people? And I don't mean like 11 or 12 year old kids, but obviously their point of view is valid. But the teen, the older teenagers that you know in the complex, um, what's, what's their feedback like? And, you know, how do they see them? Because they're going to be here for the rest of their lives. Like, has there been any discussions on, on encouraging or, or looking at developing maybe a, a, so, a well, small we, we subgroup speak, for the... Yeah, we, we, have had, we, have, we have spoke about that. We were looking to get a teenage group up and running with the subgroup yeah. for, for them to, to see what was going on with uh, 
Let them see what's going on in the flat. So let them, let them, let them, let us hear their voice and yes. what they think issues should be raised yeah. and stuff like that because they know more than what we know. Um, we have been, but well, we are going to be doing that now. I say in September to look for them. Um, and I think it'd be great because they'd be able to come up with the ideas of yeah. what stuff needs to be yeah. put in place in these black, in these yeah. black, black complexes. Because it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. When I mean nothing, it's absolutely nothing for them kids to do. Yeah. It, it gives you the other option of, of providing an opportunity for probably bringing through young leaders of the future. Yeah. You know, and that's another... Like me, when I got involved in, in the committees in Trees Garden, I was only 18 or 19. Yeah. Uh, naive and wet behind the ears and thought I knew it all and had big plans and big ideas and we're going to get the corporate to do this and going to get the corporate to do that. And You know, there's a long long road of experience, you know, ups and downs and learning um, how to deal with the corporation, to deal with local politicians. But I suppose your, your most important assets in the flat are your youth. Yeah. You know, and bringing them on through oh, yeah. is very important. But even the kids, the, the younger kids, like, they're obviously going to have to grow up as well, Andrew. So we would like to see, uh, let them see the role as to what the teenagers can play and say, well, I want to do what they do in, in, in the future. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's, obviously, I, you know, we, we thought that the, the best thing to do was with the architects was to bring... Um, the young kids in, into a meeting and let them plan yeah. on how the flat the should look. They're as much a part of this community as, they a, are as going the adults. To be, they are going to be the next generation. Here. Yeah. We'll we probably be gone. Yeah. It, like, you know what I mean? You're looking at, as you know, you're looking at probably 15 to 20 years yeah. um, of a regeneration programme, which is really long. Yeah. You know, generation projects that went before never were never that long because of the the age of the complex and and the historical aspect of the complex that they can't just come in and knock it down and, and rebuild from scratch that they have to do it holistically i suppose yeah well you look at you look at the likes of dolphin house and stuff like that and the phases of that what they got done and there's nothing they done the phase and that was it they left the rest the left and it's that what's going to happen to us yeah yeah what's what's the so next that would be stage? my concerns like I think you can only take it one stage at a time. You can, like as much as you can plan to try put in place. We're going to do this there, and this year we're going to do this. You really can only focus at the moment on getting the three blocks to the stage where they're completed, and and the residents are moved back in, and then the next wave starts, and they move the next wave out to continue yeah. on. Yeah. But then it's frustrating. It's yeah. frustrating. If, is there one thing that? annoys you the most about the process if you had one thing off the top of your head that has really angered you and, and you'd like to see it changed I'd like to be running the Dublin City Council myself because I tell you they drive me insane brilliant really. brilliant they drive me crazy and what, like. would you, what would you do if you, if you sat in, in Owen Keegan's chair oh for, for a God, week I would give everybody windows right I would have the dampen issues. Just when I was, this is not just an Oliver Bond. And I, yeah, yeah, all over the all over the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, hundred percent. I'd have people with new windows because the windows are falling out. It stopped people being cold and the less heating for them to use with the prices of the fuel now as well. Winters are going to be hard for people. People are not going to turn on the heating because they won't have the money to pay for that gas. And so I think them as a 
as a, a landlord, they should give everybody new windows and, and sort of damp this up. Giving these units into people's houses, which is a load of crap. And what are they? They're kind of a... Conversation. They're drilling holes into your homes where right. you can hear every single thing. It's not the way to do it. Yeah. Come here, we look, these flats were, as I said, 86, 87 years old. We had coal fires, Andrew. Yeah. Coal fires. And we didn't have problems. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, in, in the Dampers. 24th century, yeah. it's like as if we're living in the, in the 19th century. So I would change a lot of things if I was in power. And if you were, if you if you could do something, or you can make changes to regeneration at this early stage of its life, and um, is there any one or two things that stick out in your mind that, apart from the Zoom thing, because that will change, it will be around. Consultation around everything that's happening. That's a major factor for me because they just come in and do what they want to do without us knowing. And and, and if that continues. And they what we told them, like, we're not going to put up with it. If, any, if it continues with us not being consulted with, we're going to take matters into our own hands. No, that's fair enough. And it's within your rights as tenants. Yeah. You know, you're giving your, we told them you're giving your time and energy uh, and your passion and commitment to try to make this a better community for all the residents. Yeah. And, and if you're finding that the city council or, or the chairperson of the board or anyone else involved from any of the agencies is not sitting there attentively listening, what you are fucking saying, you're well within your rights. Yeah. To make a stand until they do listen, you know, and that's the uh, in experience over twenty odd years, it's the only thing that ever saw things getting done in this area is when people took a stand uh, for what they believed in. That eventually things went their way. Yeah, like there's nothing. They took everything. They're taking everything away from us. They're taking a living away from us, Andrew. Like, there's no community centre for the kids. There's nothing. There's two swings in, 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 there's two swings in, in these blocks. And I think there's one swing around in that other block for 397 units. And how many kids? For probably four or five hundred? Yeah, well, most people have three and four kids. Yeah. yeah. In this day and age. Like, so that, that has to be a certain factor in the, the changes that they... They do to the place. There was all these railings and stuff like that. They no use. We need the area to play, play area. Yeah. And safety is another thing. Like cars flying and out. They don't think of the kids. They wanted us to do a playground around there. We said we didn't want it because there was a safety issue. There was a black yeah. spot with the bins there with cars coming in and out. And we you were living here, us, and you know this. We asked them to give us higher railings and stuff like that. And it was no. This was the the, the same manager under no circumstances were we getting railings and stuff like that. So it's like you're being dictated to. Yeah. You're not getting them. Like he yeah. knows you're not getting them. Yeah. And yet the money came from the Department of Sports for the football pitch. Right. It come from DCC. Yeah. And they they'd t- obviously be the. It'd be given to them to manage it. That's the process. Yeah. yeah. They took ownership yeah. of the of the. The money. The thing. I didn't yeah. consult with us. Yeah. And, and did you see the bill? No, we haven't seen the bill. We were very angry about uh, yeah. it. Yeah, like that's consultation. Very angry about it. You know, we like told that they were coming in, so we said no under no circumstances. We're not happy with that. We got the 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 clubs as well that uses the football pitch to to get in on the meetings. You know, I know they couldn't come, but he was on. They were online listening to what was going on. If there was, if, it's not even a, fit, a, a, a full five-a-side fucking pitch. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's fitted into a space. And, and yeah, like it or not, but that's what's going to be got. there. That's, that's what you got. got. Yeah, for the for now, that's what you're getting. Yeah. Um, 
if there was one thing you'd like to, to say to the residents um, before we finish the interview today um, I know committees are not for everybody but is there one thing you'd like to put out there you know yeah. on behalf of the members of the residents committee who are putting their time and effort not getting paid for this it's, it's a thankless job committee roles are always thankless you yeah. know you don't do it for, for to, to line your pockets really at the end of the day you do it because you're you're trying to make the community a better place. Yeah, I would what love, would you say to the residents that might listen to this? I would love, I would love more people to come on board to show that the, that there is, um, there is that spirit in these slots like that we want to keep a, a good community, and not have people from the outside saying, "Oh, that place down there is full of drugs and stuff like that." There is good people in the flat, and I would love more people to come on board with us that live in the flat and actually have a, a better stand with the city council saying, like, there's more people interested other than the ones that stay for the last four years. It'd be great to see new faces. Yeah, because you can't sustain and, it. Yeah, you know? I know. You have to, it, it, takes, it does take up people's time, but yeah. even if they came to one meeting, like even four meetings a year, it'd yeah. be brilliant. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see, more Excellent. more residents getting involved in... And making decisions. Making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And backing each other up. Yeah. Well, listen, that's been 30 minutes, Tasha. <laughs> 10 minutes, only supposed uh, to be 5 minutes. <laughs> I know, we said only 5 minutes, but you know what, I knew talking to you, uh, I knew asking Liz to, to give you a shout, um, that you'd, you'd be a mind of wisdom and information in terms of you know, honestly, what what's going on in the flats and and like you have your 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 hand on the pulse, as they say, of what's going on with the regeneration. It's not all going your way at times, but the community, the committee members are are united. I I sense that from listening to you talking about it. You could do with more help and support from the residents in other parts. They don't have to commit to doing a year or five years tie in and help the committee members. Um, turn up for a meeting uh, and get involved and back each other up because it's only through that being united in, in having a single goal to get to the end of this project that you'll successfully get there you know so listen thanks very much well, um, I'm delighted to have you on the podcast um, I think it went brilliantly and uh, you're the first. Oh God! So I'm I, I'm looking forward to number ninety nine and one hundred <laughs> of the Up the Flats podcast, Up and I can look back. And we're just doing this on an L Android phone. I've two lavalier mics plugged in, and hopefully I don't delete this half an hour thing. And we get it right. We we'll put this. We we'll put this out. We'll, we'll do it oh, again if you we'll, want. We, we'll do it again. Maybe we'll come back in a year's time. Yeah. And, and do another we... half an hour and see, and, and and let you listen to this. Yeah. Um, interview and, and maybe. Get your update on, on what's happening in a year's time. Um, but thanks very much, Tasha, Tasha O'Keefe from Oliver Bond House Residents Association and Oliver Bond Regeneration Committee Forum. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. But that's thanks, it for me. I, um, I didn't break a sweat. <laughs> we have no sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, you'd like to help us out. We do need a bit of money for equipment to expand their services. We do want to re start recording videos. Tasha, we didn't ask Tasha today, this morning, could we record her on video? But I, uh, I, uh, I knew what she'd have said to me if I'd, if I'd have dropped that question to her. But I knew talking to her, recording her audio, uh, it would have been diamond stuff. So listen, we're back again in a, uh, next week. We're going to drop a podcast interview every week with somebody from the Liberties talking about local issues, local stories, 
and uh, thanks for joining us. If you're listening in, give us a thumbs up or a follow uh, and yup the flats. That's us. We're out here. Good luck. You're listening to the Up The Flats podcast, live from the Liberties in Dublin, Ireland, with your host, Andrew O'Connell.